0: Hello, Sunday night is here and we are too. God bless you for being with us. George Watkins here on the Sunday night blessing, celebrating our time together and our time in Christ and with Christ. Hallelujah. Well, it's been a busy week last week. And again, we jump right in tomorrow morning as we shoot off into a new week. But I want to settle into the moment and capture what god has for us in this in this brief time on this sunday night i know many of you have already been to the blessing on sunday morning you've no doubt had some fellowship maybe a good fellowship around the dinner table or perhaps you went to uh, an afternoon entertainment or pleasure of some kind relaxation but let's take a few moments and Often, many of you are tuned in later, so uh, we're celebrating Sunday night. Why it may be a different time for you. Everything God gives us is in seed form. Now, I realize it's a simple statement, but it's a profound truth. So let's just talk about it for a bit. Before we do that, I want to welcome our new friends, that tune in on occasion. God sends people by to be introduced to us, and thank you for coming. If you're new and haven't subscribed yet, hit that button there on YouTube and like us on Facebook. It's a great blessing to have that happen to us, and we'll be just full of joy to know you're being um, encouraged by the words that come forth. Now, this thought that God gave me last night, on uh, seeds now it's not a new subject <laughs> that's a lot of good teaching on seeds but just a refresher course on what it means when it talks about the seed now let's just take the uh, example of the of the of christ christ was a seed planted in the womb or the or the uh, peoples of the earth, the womb, the spirits of the earth. He he was planted as a seed so that it would multiply and grow. The uh, the human reproduction system is godlike because we have the ability to do what God did, and that is reproduce. And it comes in a seed form, doesn't it? Well, all of the food products and all the agricultural things and all the trees that are around you, they come in seed form. It's interesting that much of our tree population has come from birds that eat seeds and fly to a you know, across the valley or the mountain. And then they release that seed in their droppings, bird droppings. And those seeds go down into the ground and produce a whole new forest or crop of of some kind of fruit. Seeds reproduce, don't they? There's some powerful settings in the New Testament concerning reproduction And uh, one of them, of course, is found in Mark four. Mark four is uh, that great uh, illustration. And the farmer went forth to sow the seed. Now, Jesus always used current illustrations and no doubt drew them from the hill side, from uh, from the culture of the city. If they were fishermen, they would be a fishing story or a fishing parable. If it was a farming community, he said, the farmer went out to sow the seed. And immediately, these that were listening knew exactly what what he was meaning. There was going to be something that needed to be increased by putting it in the ground. Then it was in, the, the illustration goes on that some fell beside different types of ground. But the overall picture is that when it got into the right ground, it reproduced multiplied times over. So seeds and the transportation of seeds. It's interesting that they have found baskets or containers of seeds that were three or 4,000 years old in, the, um, in Egypt, you know, the pyramids and things like that that when they planted those seeds, they grew. All of that time in a container form of some kind where they didn't rot, but they were preserved. The life of that seed was still in that that little grain. And as soon as it found contact with the right kind of ingredient to feed it and bring it to life. So Christ then is a seed that is planted in our womb the womb of our spirit and he comes in and paul in the uh, in the book of galatians talks about uh, christ being formed in that group of people so that tells me that when when we come to the altar and traditionally we say i got saved and jesus came in I I have seen over my lifetime whole churches full of babies that have never developed into manhood, into maturity, because somehow the theology says that when you get Jesus at the altar in a revival meeting or a camp meeting or wherever you receive Christ, now all you have to do is <clears throat> is just come to church and be good and don't sin, and raise your family and make you know, f- do what you do. You're gonna go to heaven someday, so just hang in there, baby. Well, Paul is chastising, as a and a, a father would do, this group in in Galatia, the Galatians that they're not growing up. They've received Christ, but it's not formed yet. The baby, the, the seed that goes into the, to the woman in our human uh, illustration <clears throat> is a is a nine-month developing process until Christ comes, uh, until it's formed, and then there's the birthing. And Paul talks about travail and, and groaning until birthing comes he says i i've I grown i prevail i cry I, you know i'm agonizing for you until you be birthed well that brings up some issues in the theological debates <clears throat> when you get christ and you know when you get saved born again at the altar is that it? And that you know you're just ready for ready to for heaven well, of course you are i don't debate that or discount that But what about your purpose? What about you and I coming into what we call sons of God? Now, I realize we like to use sons and daughters, but biblically they're referred to as sons. Now, if you have a problem with that, I am referred to as the bride of Christ. So (laughs) we have to trade that off, don't we? Now, this whole seed process then, and the purpose that the, th- the thought that God gives everything in seed form. Why? Because we have then the responsibility and the challenge and the privilege of developing that seed into its its prophesied and predicted uh, shape. I'm thinking of agricultural. Now I'm in a valley that is 95% agricultural driven farmlands all around. We raise, um, tulips were the, one of the biggest tulip producers in the world in this Valley and potatoes. We raise potatoes like, you know, by the truckload and send them all over the place, but it's all out of a seed. It's all out of a, out of a kernel that somehow is generated by the flower or the you know the bloom, and we have great seed country, companies in this valley that produce nothing but seeds and then ship the seeds out. So, seeds a big deal, isn't it? Look at um, Matthew twenty-five. Three, three people got seed money. Now you've heard that term before, haven't you? When someone's investing in something. And perhaps a business wants to open a a person has an idea. I want to start a coffee shop or I want to start a bagel factory and I need some seed money. So someone puts, you know, 50,000, they call it seed money. Now, what does that mean? It means that that money is going to be put into the, into the right equipment and the right positioning and the right advertising. And it will do what a seed does. It reproduces until it produces thousands and thousands and multiplied thousands of dollars in return. It's called seed money. So the gospel then is seed. Those three guys received five talents, two talents of one talent. The two that were blessed, they produced, they reproduced, they increased, they, 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 they grew. Scripture talks about God chastening and dealing with us if we don't produce fruit. Matter of fact, it's kind of scary. He said he'd cut the tree down. Well, why do you cut a tree down? God's not going to throw you away or send you to hell for not producing fruit. He's going to re-plow, replant, and reinvigor and come up with something that's going to grow in your life. He's a good farmer. He's a great, great tender of the vines. Now, on this Sunday night that we're spending together, why is this important to us? To know that Christ has come into us, but the journey that we have on this time and space earth is there that we might develop into what God called us to be and it's not just saved and going to heaven it's not just saved and going to church and paying my tithe and not you know not kicking the dog anymore that's that those are good things <laughs> you know byproducts of of certainly a a, a born again person but that's not why god put, came into your life i contend that jesus is a seed in you and as you develop and obey and come into understanding and learn the ways of Christ and submit to chastening where he comes in and deals with those things that are fouling up the works, you know, attitude and temperament and bad habits and former lifestyle of thought. And, uh, you know, the slave mentality and all those uh, self-centered things that we walk in and carnal thinking, all those things Begin to fall off like dead leaves as the seed of Christ grows in us. Now, I'm not saying that you get saved on Thursday and you know step in front of a bus on Friday that you're not going to heaven. I'm not saying that. That's not a heaven and hell thing. We're talking about you and I called to this earth to make a difference. Matter of fact, he said, I'm, I want you to cultivate it. I want you to garden it. I want you to dominate it. I want you to reproduce in it. Same command he gave Adam in the first chapters of the Bible, in the book of, <clears throat> of, of Mark. He is, again, challenging us to go into all the world and preach the gospel. What you do, you, this is how you do it. You multiply. People get saved, delivered, healed, okay? You see, it's a seed that you you receive on Sunday morning when the pastor's preaching. It's a seed that I'm giving to you now. It's not the full bloom. Even the, the thought that God drops at my heart is a one-liner most of the time on these simple programs we have. And I, I come and I, I let the Lord speak to me. I write a little bit, so you'll have a description below. And then I sit in front of my camera and microphone and I allow that seed thought by the, the wind and the breath of the Holy spirit to enlarge that seed to where it becomes a flower that we can see a bloom that we can enjoy a revelation that we can take home with us. So it is with what you're, what you're hearing on Sunday morning, or if you're the person preaching, God bless you. If you're the person preaching, what you're preaching is not what you've wrote down on those notes. If you're, if you're really anointed by the, you know, led by the Holy spirit. Now I'm not saying if you use, you know, you read your notes, you're not anointed. That's not the point. The point is that what God gives you in the office, in the prayer room, will expand because what you heard first is just the beginning of what you will hear if you will listen again and again and again. One of the reasons we come again to the Lord and spend time in his presence is because what he first gave us was just the seed of what's coming next. What's coming next is built on or out of that first thought we had but it's going to be more so. Amen. Wow. I'm always amazed at uh, how um, <coughs> how much we think of ourselves when we think of how much we know about God and our theology. And you can tell where your edge is of understanding. Where your knowledge is, you know, you come to a wall, there it is, you're done. (laughs) When someone goes past that wall and you begin to accuse them of being a heretic or being a false doctrine, because when you do that, you're saying that I know all there is to know about this subject and I am an expert in this doctrinal theological subject. So you have now gone into you know, dangerous territory because you're saying things that I don't believe. Oh, help us Lord. Help us not to be there. Now, does that mean we have no guidelines? Of course not. We have the Holy spirit. He said he would lead us into all truth. And if someone, if someone else is a little farther down the trail than you don't be shooting at them. Don't be targeting them. If you'll be faithful to the seed that's in you, God will take you down that same trail. And I guarantee you, if you stay with this long enough, you'll come to that point where you were criticizing that person that was at that point. When you come to that revelation where Six months or six years ago, you were saying that guy is out of bounds and he is fouled out, and he—we got to just kick him out of fellowship. Lo and behold, God bumps you along. You come there and say, "Whoa! Now I see what that man meant or that woman meant." I have lived long enough and been down enough trails to have done that often. I have dealt with people over my lifetime that shot arrows at me and then. Almost like Nicodemus comes to me in the night. and says, "Hey, help me! I, you know, I believe in it now. Pray for me." Okay, I, I mean, I'm, I rejoice in that. That's not a that's not a negative thing. I thank God it happens. But the seed thing, the seed thing. I I contend, and and I know I get some flack for this, but I contend this book is a seed book, not a not a complete you know, manifestation of God. If this was all there is about God, we got a small God, you can put him in a book. No, this is all seed form. We're supposed to take this and eat it, yes, and digest it, yes, but why? Because it's the seed in the womb of our spirit, and if we'll allow the Holy Spirit to blow on that, if we'll allow the mind of Christ without the fear of being deceived, most most people, they're afraid to go too far past the paper and ink because they're afraid they're going to be deceived. And then they listen to their friends. And if any of the friends, you know, criticize, they pull back like a turtle back into the shell. Oh, brothers and sisters, we've got a journey ahead of us that is so fantastic and so wonderful and so called of God to let the seed of God develop in you so that you might be birthed. You might come forth out of a womb, a man child, and do the work of God. God's called you to do. Isn't that something? It's an amazing thing to be the product of heaven. And you are, you're a new creature. You're not the old gnarly dude you were. (laughs) You're a new creature in Christ. And the amazing thing about it, we have the mind of Christ. So why do we continue to go back to Egypt in our thinking? God has Canaan deliverance out ahead of us. Scripture talks about big faith, little faith. Where does big faith come from? If it's not the exercise of little faith until the muscle begins to grow. (laughs) Amen. I did some weightlifting when I was younger. And I've done it over the years just, you know, <laughs> because I wanted to. But there was a serious time when I wanted to build the shape, you know. Back in the day when the, the muscle men were kind of popular. Well, I had a somewhat of a developed muscle form. I figured I didn't need to work out too much because I already had. I was okay. But I never became... One of the guys that had the pictures taken, them, you know, because I didn't like to work that hard. I had a friend I ran with for a while that was really into it. He took me into one of those basement, you know, clandestine. I mean, these were the hardcore guys. You could smell the sweat before you got out of the car. I mean, (laughs) it was hardcore. And they pumped and they worked. But they took their little frames into massive frames because they exercised. And the Bible tells us to exercise unto godliness. Now, let's simplify this. I want you to find your sweet spot, that thing that motivates and propels you and you have passion for. Don't try to do 15 things, find that thing you do you love to do, and then exercise it unto godliness. It's a seed. It's not the final deal. It's a seed. And you watch. If you'll give it some time and space and exercise, that little faith turns into big faith. That little squeaky prophecy turns into powerful words. That writing skill turns into books where you can bless people. That ability to pray turns into healing the sick and discerning the You know, the needs. It's a great thing. When you take the seed you have, don't be satisfied with it. Let it grow unto its full bloom. Amen. Well, I've preached myself happy today. (laughs) I love you guys and gals that join me on these Sunday night times. A little different process, but I uh, want to bless you back. Bless your week as you enter into it. I pray for you, those I know by name and face. I pray for others. I pray by faith because I know you're there. Amen. Be sure and, and uh, subscribe or give us a thumbs up and share this with someone. You know the comments are all wonderfully blessing. Blessing back to us as I read some of them. Hallelujah! And if God's nudging you to send us a support gift, you can do that through PayPal or the address below. All right, we're just. Warming up for Monday morning. We'll kick off again this week and uh, push on into the will of God. I came into the studio tonight, or I should say uh, this afternoon, and uh, it just came out of me. I'm in the will of God. I know I am, but why am I saying it out loud? (laughs) Am I discouraged? No. I just wanted to articulate to the world and to the spirits around me and to the visitors in my room that are here listening to me, you know, those saints that come to visit. I just want to articulate that I'm in the will of God. And because of that, I'm on track and on target and exercising that thing I love to do until it's in full bloom. Amen. Well, until tomorrow morning, we'll look for you. And when we do, we'll greet you in the name of Jesus. Until then, be blessed. And remember, God put that seed in you for a purpose. Let it grow.